Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. have to think about it it is right here it is right now love so strange said you know how you doing today james Marillat? uh zach i'm sitting in this chair talking to you gonna go over things for the next three hours i could not be doing better i'm doing fantastic how are you i'm doing i'm doing great i mean awesome. we have so much to get to uh james Marillat from denversports.com filling in for brandon stokely today this is um We've entered into a new window of bizarro world, and it feels like I've said that for three straight days, and I've meant it Monday, Tuesday, and now Wednesday. <laughs> Is it more bizarre today than it was Monday? thousand percent. Is it more bizarre today than it was yesterday? A hundred percent. I'm right there with you. We, we've, we've entered a new realm. It is... Uh Twilight Zone-esque. Yes. Of like, what is going on? I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> it is like unclear to put it mildly. It's yeah. gone from fluid to, conflu- to, to to confusing to wherever we are now. And, and I don't know where we are now. I don't know what's going on. We st- It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And we still don't have a second interview scheduled for the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Well, that we know about. And look, I, for the for the most part, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but for the most part, I think you've been in favor of the fact that the Broncos have conducted this search different than last year. Last year was a social media, just extravaganza, yep. they're producing videos, and it was all out in the public. Really, in every regard, the amount of people that are uh, uh, in the panel interviewing, the amount of candidates that are interviewing, yeah. the way that they're going about it bombastically a it year ago. It was very and, public a year Yes, ago. it was like they tried to like make it cool. Yeah, like, hey, like, we're looking for another coach. <laughs> right. Let's get a picture of George Payton walking on and off right. the plane. Right, and it, was, and it was a production. Of course, yes. This year, it's been different. It's been very little information. Uh, some of it comes out way after the fact. David Shaw interviewing would be an example of like, whoa, nobody yep. saw that coming. Yep. But it's gotten to the point on that end of the spectrum that there's so little information, it's getting to the point where people are trying to connect dots, right? If you don't give someone an answer, mm-hmm. they're going to start searching for answers. Yeah. They're going to start reading the tea leaves. They're going to start uh, trying to fill in the blanks. And that's what's going on, right? Like if your kids, your wife, your friends, they don't tell you what's happening, and then you see some little glimmer of something on social media, you, you start coming up with your own narrative, right? And that's what's happening with the Broncos coaching search of, we don't know squat, so we're taking little nuggets of information and trying to figure out, well, what do these mean? We're all having to play amateur detective here. We're having to be the sleuth, and it's creating some crazy scenarios and situations it and storylines. It is, and so so let's just let's just go there. So... We've mentioned the name Jeff Duncan a lot here in the last week. Yes. Never mentioned him before in the many years we've been doing this radio program at this point. Uh, Never. I I didn't know who Jeff Duncan was. to be New Orleans uh, Times-Picayune? Bingo. Also writes for NOLA.com. Also wrote a book with Sean Payton. Okay? Okay. Keep his info. Wrote a book with Sean. It was like... 
the Sean Payton and Drew Brees, how they created the greatest offense in NFL history, authored by Jeff Duncan. Okay, okay. already He's, a terrible, misleading title, but okay, we'll continue. <laughs> something like that. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> the title, but it's something right. like that. Um, so you figure, Un- hey, underachieving in ten steps. Is that what that title was? <laughs> um, so, so you would think, hey, someone's going to be connected. Yeah, to this, for sure. To this story. It's someone out of New Orleans who knows Sean personally, who has a real history with him. So this guy, Jeff Duncan, has had these uh, multiple reports over the last week or so. So he's being featured on a radio program in which at the end of the conversation, he's asked, like, hey, what's going on with Denver by the by the host? And why no second interviews? We have the uh, uh, complete interaction. It's about 40 seconds. Listen to this. You also pointed out that Peyton had his interview with Carolina on Monday and will meet with the Cardinals on Thursday. What's going on with the Denver interview being postponed? I think it's nothing more, as I understand it, than Denver wanting a majority owner, Rob Walton, to be involved. And Rob Walton is on a hunting trip and uh, is not going to be back in Denver. So when he gets back, I think you'll start seeing all the secondary, uh, second interviews with the finalists start lining up in Denver. So it's not just Sean Payton. It's the other other coaches uh, involved with trying to get there with Rob Walton. Okay, there is nothing confusing about that. No. Jeff Duncan has asked a direct question. What's going on with the second interviews with Sean Payton? The response is they're waiting because the Broncos owner, majority owner, is on a hunting trip. And it's just not Sean. They're waiting for all the candidates. Which adds up. Right, because they haven't done a second interview with anybody. Correct. Dan Quinn hasn't come back. Correct. David Shaw hasn't come back. Correct. They can't talk to D'Amico Ryans, but anybody else they could. So we're all sitting here saying, well, why? It's Wednesday. Why haven't we had one? Right. There's an explanation that would would make sense. But so here's where it gets tricky. (laughs) That's pretty straightforward to me. Yes. Right? So... This starts, this interview, this little, they call them a breakout video. You and I do a three-hour show. We might take the 30-second minute clip, put it out on social media for yep. content, right? Yep. So uh, the breakout video ends up going viral. Broncos fans start catching on. Like, wait, what? This massively important ownership search is being halted because Rob Walton is on a hunting trip? Are you kidding me? Where's the priorities? All the obvious low-hanging fruit questions that are very fair to ask. Yep. Jeff Duncan tweets at 7.30 last night. I'm watching Nuggets Pelicans. and We got to get into that at some point. Oh, we will. We will. We will. Jeff Duncan, quote, folks, folks, I was told this by someone close to the situation about the reasoning, but had not been able to confirm it. So I should have never mentioned it in a public forum. I certainly wasn't, quote, reporting it. And I didn't expect this to become, quote, a thing endeavor. Now, he's literally putting quotes around the word reporting and, and the phrase a thing um, in Denver. My regrets and apologies. I see this. I'm like, wait, how? 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 How, are, how, how do you t- bang a right turn like this, a hard pivot? When you were asked a direct question, you gave a direct answer, and now you're giving a full-blown apology that you should have never shared this because it was unconfirmed and it wasn't a report? Help me. Well, okay, somebody, he, somebody told him that information, and then they got mad at him for saying it out loud. That's my interpretation. So who is he close to? Sean Payton. 
Hey, Sean, how come you haven't done anything back in Denver again? Ah, Robson's on a hunting trip. As soon as he's back in town, I'll, I'll be going there. Casual conversation. He says it out loud, makes the Broncos mad, makes Rob, Robson Walton look bad. Now, all of a sudden, Sean Payton's in a precarious position because he's the one leaking information from an I- interview process that they have kept very close to the vest. That's my interpretation. I'm not, quote-unquote, reporting it. If you're just asking me to read the tea leaves, which going back to the start of the segment, I'm saying we're all having to do because nobody's mm-hmm. telling us anything. Mm-hmm. That's how I read those tea leaves of, uh-oh, your buddy told you something. You weren't supposed to say anything. You did into an open microphone and in front of a camera, and now you're trying to do damage control. That's my interpretation. Hold on to that thought because there's another detail that came after this that lends some credence into what you just said, and it's next. Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. All right, so so just to reset um, what we were just talking about, something that happened last night uh, on social media that has something to do with the Broncos coaching search. Let me just reframe it before we uh, put the finishing touches on it. It's uh, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. It's a microcosm of this coaching search in general. Uh, James Merrillat from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely today. So, okay, quick recap. Jeff Duncan, writer, author, uh, based out of New Orleans, wrote a book with Sean Payton, writes for NOLA.com. The, what is it, the Pick Two Times? Uh, uh, the, the New Orleans Picky Times Picky Picky Okay, there you go. So longstanding established writer from down there. He's gotten some stuff wrong this week. Okay, he reported Sean Payton was interviewing on Wednesday. And then changed it to, well, he's just traveling on Wednesday. It could be Wednesday night. could be Thursday. And then it's like, no, there's no interviews scheduled at all this week. So it's been an imperfect week for Jeff. But he goes on a, um, a radio program, and he says to the host, who, when asked why, you know, what's the deal with Sean Payton's second interview in Denver, Jeff Duncan says that the owner of the Broncos, Robson Walton, who they're waiting to be in the final stage of interviews, is on a hunting trip this week, and therefore Sean can't interview, nor can any other candidates, to which Broncos fans on social media were like, wait, what? Rightfully so. Uh, and and by the way, it's not about a hunting trip. No. It's about fill in the blank he anything. Could be fishing, he anything. could be in Fiji, yes. it doesn't matter. Yes. He's it's, on vacation. Yes, I don't I don't want to make it about hunting. It's I know. not. We, we got a hunter here, Derek Wolf, who's you know, everywhere this past week doing his thing, right? It's not about hunting, right? It's about just you're not here for this very he could important be at a, job. A spa weekend. We don't care. Doesn't matter. Right? So so that gets reported. Broncos fans start to freak out a little bit. Like, where's your priorities, dude? This is massively important, and you're doing this? Jeff Duncan then comes and does the biggest U-turn of all time in the same night that this video was put out there. And it not only not only says, like, I might have got this wrong, James, he does a full-blown apology. Yeah. That is so unusual. That is so unusual to do a full-blown Mia Copa and say, I, I'm sorry to make it a thing. I'm, I wasn't actually reporting on that. I should have never said that. That that sounded like a guy who was a little bit shook up. Yeah, and then it turns into people saying, ah, oh, he was just joking. We played it. He That's, wasn't joking. Someone actually said that, that he was joking? Yeah, okay. yeah like, oh, he was just joking. Like, no, he wasn't. No, no, not at all. Because for me, of like, okay, maybe it was, maybe it was false. Maybe it was a joke. But before I believe that spin... 
I have two questions, and they are, well, where is Robson Walton right now? Where is he? Yeah. If he's down at Dove Valley sitting at a desk and ready for an interview, then okay, it's false. Where is he? That would that would help clear this up if we knew the answer to that. And then why has the interview process ground to a halt this week? Hang tight on that. Nothing's happened. Why? Hit, hit, hit the pause button on that because that's 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 right where we're going. This is this is part and parcel of why we're having this conversation. The last piece of the last piece of um, evidence that my my radar is up. My radar is up because not only did Jeff Duncan do the hardest U-turn that you'll ever see within a single evening and refute what he actually said into a microphone, Mm -hmm. which is bizarre enough. Mm -hmm. But I can no longer find the video from the radio show that Hmm. this came out with. Now, let's let's peel a curtain back behind the business. Weird. If you have a radio show and your breakout video is catching traction the way that that was on social media, that's a massive success. That's why you do the breakout video. You're hoping that it catches traction. We take the juicy parts of Coffee Break every day. Clip them and put them out on social media. It's not a That's secret. What you do. It, it, it's, it's, it's creating content. Everyone right. does it. Can't find the radio interview anymore. Huh. What? Now, now, if you're the radio host of the radio station, you would not want that deleted. But if, if Jeff Duncan came to you and said, hey, I need you to take that video down. I'm freaking out a little bit. I said something wrong because it's sloppy reporting. Let's just start there on Jeff Duncan. Bad, sure. just bad process by Jeff Duncan. Sure. But it doesn't mean what he said was a lie. And if he shook up enough to reach out to the radio station and be like, hey, can you take this down? And the station acquiesces. I don't know. Something like serious is going on. Here's my theory. And I don't think it's that crazy. Robson Walton is on a hunting trip. He was told. uh, 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 Jeff Duncan was told that. Jeff Duncan's tied in. Jeff Duncan shared something he should not have shared. Correct. And he is about to lose his number one source. Correct. He broke the trust. He broke the trust. And now you're freaking out and you're backpedaling. You're apologizing and you're asking someone who posted the video to take it down because he's about to lose his number one source. I don't think it's that crazy. In fact, all things on the table, I think it's the most reasonable thing. I do too. And it it begs the question, though, why the cover-up? And and that's probably an overstatement, but it's the phrase that comes to mind of like, why the panic to to rein this thing back in, reel it in? Once it got out there, okay, it's out there. Is it because Broncos fans are so upset that the process isn't moving because Robson Walton's gone? Well, here's the thing. Nobody else has hired a coach. So it's not as though the dominoes started falling and the, Bron- the, uh, the music stopped and the Broncos couldn't grab a chair because Robson Walton was on a hunting trip. Is it a bad look? Maybe. It, does it make you think, gosh, priorities, where are we at here? But it hasn't hurt them yet. Nope. Not at all. Nope. So what's what's the panic? Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Uh, it, you know, and maybe it didn't come from the Broncos. Maybe it was just Sean Payton saying, hey, I'm already on thin ice with these guys a little yeah. bit. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling Colin Cowherd that I got calls from Russell Wilson. That that had to be, you know, a little bit clarified of like, oh, to- totally, you know, uh, legally. He legally t- made contact. You know, they had to go through all that nonsense. Um, and it's like, now, now I got another one where loose lips are sinking ships here. I think Sean Payton was the one of, if I'm just guessing, again, Sean Payton was the one that was panicking of like, the last thing I need is another story about me talking out of school about the Broncos while I'm waiting to go back for my second interview. That's the only interpretation 
of these facts that make sense to me. Yeah. Weird. It's weird. Hey, and guess what? It's weird no matter how you slice it. Because let's take that entire situation. Take it right off the table. Okay. Hunting trip. Who cares? Whether no, Robson's right in town. Robson's right in town. He's not on a hunting trip. Let's just mm-hmm. make believe that's the case. What happened to the coaching search? Yeah, why did it stop? It's Wednesday. It ground to a halt. They interviewed Dan Quinn on Friday. It's been five days, and as far as we know, nothing has happened. Nothing. Nobody's been taken off the list. Nobody's got a second interview. Nobody's scheduled a second interview. No surprise, other than, I guess, Sunday we found out about Jer Bear. That yeah, was the yeah. last bit of news yeah, right. on the coaching search that we've heard. Why? What is going on here? The only person you can't talk to is D'Amico Ryan. So we talked about it yesterday, and, and again, because we don't get any information, we're having to you know piece things together, and I'm looking at it saying, all right, I'm a D'Amico Ryan's guy. That's my number one candidate. If you wanted to hire David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, Dan Quinn, any of these guys, you could. Sean Payton, you could. Why? Why are they not moving? Well, my interpretation was, well, there's only one person that you can't move on, and that's D'Amico Ryan's. Is he now the leader in the clubhouse? Okay, that made sense to me. Then the news comes out yesterday, though, down in Louisiana about the hunting trip. Well, that's another explanation as to why it's ground to a halt. Maybe there's a third one, but it would. I think it would behoove the Broncos to be a little bit more transparent on what's going on so people stop trying to connect the dots. I, I, that, that's when things start spinning out of control and you lose control of the narrative of, you're not telling anybody anything, so they're going to start piecing it together on their own. Yeah. And sometimes that can go off in crazy directions. I think it already has. I think it has, too. I, 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 think, think, it too. I, I think it already has. And, you, like, here's, here's, here's the, total, um, the total benefit of the doubt thought. Like, the ultimate nth degree benefit of the doubt. The Broncos are just operating in such secrecy. We don't know anything. We're kept in the dark, and somehow all the candidates are keeping their parties in the dark, and they're actually doing the whole process right now behind closed doors. Do you believe that? No. Me either. Come on. Some, Sean Payton is proving nobody can keep a secret. Good point. Right? Like, he continually lets the cat out of the bag. So, no, I, I don't believe that at all. Um, you know, some people will interpret this of like, well, Sean Payton's trying to walk this back because he's the guy and he's just waiting for Robson Walton to come back into town. Okay, then why is he interviewing with Carolina? Why is he interviewing with Arizona? If he's been told he's the guy and just wait till Robson's done doing whatever he's doing, and I just keep imagining the hunting scene in Wedding Crashers, that that's, that, that to me is the Robson Walton <laughs> oh hunting out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So good. That's what's going on here. So good. Uh, you know, they got the yellow glasses yeah, oh yeah. and the orange vest. Yeah. And they're just, you know. The sack. Going to go back and have <laughs> gin and tonics afterward. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, then why is he going through the charade? Why is he going out and doing the other interviews? Why would the Broncos let him? If you and I had a deal, it was just like, hey, as soon as the guy who can sign the contract's back, this is done. I'm not letting you go over and flirt with other teams. Yeah. Uh, no. Nor I want to prance around right. publicly and if we have a deal in place. It makes no sense. So I still think D'Amico Ryans is the leader in the clubhouse. But this did throw a little bit of a curveball uh, to that theory, the, what, what we found out last night. Because, listen, just because the guy walked it back and just because he took down the video, that don't make it not true. Nope. Nope. It, it actually it, makes me think it it's doesn't. more true. Honestly, I swear the more I thought about this and – 
actually workshopped it with a, a person or two. Like, if you lay out the most reasonable scenarios, the guy just might have been telling the truth about what he heard. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, he puts the word reporting in quotes. Yeah. Modern day reporting, it, it, it's they're not going out and double sourcing stuff, right? They're not. Because they're getting it directly from the person. I was going to say, if you get it from the person, you don't need a second source. Right. Exactly. That's why they don't, there really is no reporting. It's you're fed information and you say it. That's how it works mostly but nowadays. That, but that is kind of reporting, especially if you're a traditional reporter like he is. Like he's not doing okay. sports talk radio. He's the writer that's being on a sports but, talk show. But, but back in the day, and I'm going to sound like old guy, but back in the day, if you were double sourcing it, you would have had, hey, the, uh, the bellhop at the hunting lodge said he saw Robson Walton here, right? And then you would have talked to the guy who flew his plane and took him to wherever in Arkansas, right outside the fancy hunting lodge. And like, okay, now I got two sources. Now I'm going to ask the Broncos for confirmation. I didn't like whatever you would have pieced it together. Yeah. That's not how it works anymore. Most of the time it's no, Sean Payton told me that uh, he can't do a second interview until Robson gets back from shooting quail or whatever he's doing. Again, I don't have an issue with it. He could be at Spa Weekend. It doesn't matter. He's definitely not in town. Where is he? Where is Robson Walton? It's a good question. question. It's a good question. Okay. Uh, Could news of the next coach of the Broncos actually break today? There's a report out there that says yes. Hang tight. It's next. to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. All right, just to uh, <laughs> just to catch you up here with what we just learned in the break, it's just hilarious. I, you can't make this stuff up, man. It's James Merrillat from DenverSports.com filling in for Brandon Stokely. So we're just talking about this like Jeff Duncan interview and this breakout video on social media, him saying that Robson Walton is hunting. That's why the entire coaching search has uh, been put on hold and that upset people. Then Jeff Duncan circles back and apologizes. And then we said, now you can't find the video that the radio station and the radio the host clip, yeah. who had only upside to gain from their content being you know shared endlessly on social media that's been de- uh, that's been deleted. But how about this? If you go back to that, and good on Kistner for was it was this you that discovered this during the break? Yes. Okay. Good on Kevin Kistner. Just like turning over every stone. No one asked him to do this, but he went to the radio host from New Orleans podcast. James, they cut the question and the answer out of the podcast like Joseph Stalin just airbrushed someone from history in one of his photos. It sounds a little bit like the Nixon tapes. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. There are just pieces that are missing. They're just weird. But it, but again, just 51 seconds gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I, listen, and last night, did it raise some eyebrows on... Social media when the news came out. Yes. And you were the first one to put it out there, and I saw it. And you, and you asked some questions about, like, really? Like, we're grinding this to a halt because he's hunting? It, it does beg those questions. But that would have died off pretty quick, especially if nobody else hires a coach right away. It doesn't delay anything. Why the cover-up? And that's the word I'm going to keep using because the more you start washing things away and you have a guy come out and apologize, and I misspoke, and terrible reporting. For a reporter to say he did a terrible job reporting. Especially this guy. Like, th- 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 this guy, yeah. is, he's, he is, this guy, Jeff Duncan in New Orleans, is kind of like, I'm just going to use a name. I'm not slighting anybody else by not using their name. But he's like, a, you know, Mike Kliss of 
New Orleans. Right. Something like that. So if Mike came out and said, I did a terrible job yeah, reporting I'm something. I'm so sorry. I'm like, apologizing. Whoa, Mike. Oh, who did Mike piss off? That, that'd be what I would say, right? <laughs> right. Who did Mike piss off? So why? Why are they trying to walk this back, hide this so much? Like, did, what's going on? Jeff Duncan said something he shouldn't have said. Well, and to Jeff me, Dun- he shared something he, sh- he was told and shouldn't have shared. And I don't think the Broncos are trying to hide this. Look, are they happy that it got out? I'm sure not. I'm sure not. They're, they're doing the whole process close to the vest, so I don't think they're happy that anything gets out. Sure. But does it kind of, is it a little bit embarrassing? Probably. Does it, it, it's just it, not a good look. It's, it's not, not damning. It's not like back. It's just no. not. It, optically, for your fan base, this is a very important decision. It's an intersection yeah. of the worst, the worst stretch of Broncos football ever in their NFL history intersecting with a new ownership group with and, a massively important decision. And if your owner's not around to make the decision, that's that's noteworthy. And if they miss on the hire because they're, they were late to the party or they make the wrong decision, are there going to be jokes down the road two or three years of, oh, I guess maybe you were too busy hunting? Yes, of course. Yeah. It's going to happen. Not the end of the world, though, right? You could you could be in the office 24 hours a day and still miss on the hire. Of course. It's an inexact Of sign. course. But, like, that's not worth walking it all back. To me, it's a Sean Payton panic move. It's a panic move of, oh, my God, this was not supposed to get out, and now it's become public knowledge, and everybody knows the only one who would have spilled the beans was me, yep. and it's making me look bad, yep. and I'm I'm losing whatever traction I still had with the Broncos, which I think was fading anyway. I'm losing that traction. If you're the Broncos, you look at Sean Payton the same after that. I was just going to ask you, like, does this – does this piss someone off? Does yeah. this piss Greg Penner off? Like, really? Well, no, hold on. Does it piss Carrie Penner off? That's her daddy. You shared where he was and why we couldn't continue with this process because my father's hunting, and this guy, our candidate, is sharing it to Jeff freaking Duncan. Who is this Jeff Duncan guy? Well, and, and if I'm, you know, if I'm them, and it's a family business, it is. They mm-hmm. brought in Condoleezza Rice and some other sure. uh, owners, but it's a family business, and I'm bringing in somebody to be kind of the face and voice of that family business. For me, personally, I would want somebody who I can trust to not be talking in public about family business. And this, to me, this is this is breaking that trust. Yeah. It's a, no, no, there's things that are going to happen inside these walls. We don't go talk to the media about it. Right. We don't, we don't air our dirty laundry, whether it's really, really dirty or just, you know, normal Wednesday laundry. We still don't put it out there. Yeah, I think this is the kind of thing that could end his candidacy, and that's why he's panicking. And he made it worse. He made it worse. It disappears. It, we probably would have talked about it today, and we probably would have spent a segment on it. Yeah. The, the, James, that was the plan. You're, you're, you're looking at the rundown I created this morning. That's That was the plan. One. Well, one segment and move on. It's been 40 minutes because he made it worse. He made it worse. He just keeps picking at the scab. Wow. All right. Uh, could news of the next uh, coach of the Broncos actually break today? There's a report that says yes. Very interesting reporting. Again, last night, another twist. You know, like, uh, what's it called? Lombard Street in San Francisco? Yeah. You ever see that street? I went down that street when I was a teenager. It goes this way, then goes this way, then goes back this way. It's like the curviest road in America. Yeah. That's this Broncos coaching search. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk puts it out last night that the decision on the next Broncos coach could be made as soon as today. Do you believe that on its face? Could be today. Sure. Anything could happen today. A meteor could happen today. Big deal. Will happen today. No. I don't I wouldn't believe that report. But it could happen today? Sure. 
if it happened today, who's the most likely candidate it would be? David Shaw or Jim Caldwell? Bingo. Because it can't be D'Amico Ryans. No. He, he, he can't meet back up with you. It prob- probably wouldn't be Sean Payton because he never had a second interview. Now, could you know enough and hire him and it could be out of thin air? Sure, but that wouldn't be like according to plan. Right. Dan Quinn's going and interviewing somewhere else. He's down in uh, is it Arizona? I think so. Is Dan Quinn out? I don't know that he's out. I don't know that he's, I mean, he's in, but is he a front runner? Like, we didn't hear squat about that interview. No. Nothing. Nope. And it didn't change anything. Whereas the D'Amico Ryan's interview, we didn't hear, like, how it went. But we saw how the odds changed, and we saw that he canceled two interviews after that. Right. He canceled uh, Arizona Cardinals and Indianapolis Colts. Right. So if they were going to hire someone today without doing a second round of interviews, it would only be, to me, it only would make sense if it was Jim Caldwell or David Shaw. And, boy, you're going to hire either one of those guys without a second round of interviews? Right. You could hire Jim Harbaugh without a second round. You could hire Sean Payton without a second round. Maybe Dan Quinn. Maybe. But you're going to hire either one of those guys, a guy who's never been an NFL head coach or a guy who's kind of been out of it for a while here. Uh, Look, there's still some – Jim Caldwell's got a better resume than people think. Sure. The main reason he hasn't gotten a job since Detroit is because he's boring. You know what? He's going to be a boring hire here. Uh, That's not going to be a press conference where it's going to be standing room only at Dove Valley. Boring doesn't equal bad. Exactly. But that's why, because teams typically that are hiring coaches – are bad, they need some sizzle. They need some good news. They're trying to get the the phone lines ringing at the ticket office versus, uh, you know, hey, uh, great, you hired Jim Caldwell. There's a snoozer. I just don't see that happening, though, without a second interview. Or there's got to be more to it, right? Like, you know what would add some sizzle to Jim Caldwell? Is that he's coming in as Kyle Shanahan and he's naming his GM and his GM is the guy that we all think is a... A, a cheerleader for him, and I don't mean that in a bad way. If, hey, Peyton Manning's going to be my GM. That would sizzle up the Jim Caldwell hire. Sizzle. That's the fajitas coming <laughs> to your table. Right, right. Uh, David Shaw. David Shaw's a tough sell to me because the only, not the only, the number one thing that seems to be on his resume, I don't like. You're going where we're going to go because in the last 24 hours, really in the last week, David Shaw's name has picked up real steam, but in the last 24 hours, even more so. And the question is, is it for the right reasons? We'll have that conversation coming up next. Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. This Broncos coaching search is curvier than, well, careful. (laughs) Well, (laughs) David Shaw's name is picking up some real steam here within the last week, but also within the last 24 hours. Now, uh, last week, actually, I think it was one week ago today, there was a report that, um, and it was from Mike Kliss, if I'm not mistaken, that David Shaw is a sleeper candidate. Keep your eye on David Shaw. There's been a lot of um, 
like investigative journalism going on here, like way more than normal. Yeah. And we get to do this because we're hosting a sports talk show. Like once in a while, you know, someone will say, oh, you, you clickbait. Why are you having that? Con-? Well, the reason we're having that conversation because we don't have answers yet. Right. So we're sitting here speculating, deducing, being devil's advocate, taking the same thing and reshaping it, turning it on its head. What does it look like from there? So I've been doing a lot of, of this this past week. And uh, one week ago today, when this report came out, I said, I believe this report that David Shaw is a sleeper is potential not damage control, but greasing the skids for what might eventually be the case. And what case would that be? Your coaching search falls apart at the very top. And your top two candidates you don't get, maybe Dan Quinn takes the Arizona job, whatever, and you may, may be in a situation where you're at the altar like, well, who the hell are we going to marry? You come out with this report and David Shaw that he's a sleeper, you get to kind of lay some bricks in advance and say, you know what, James? We went about the process so organically and authentically mm-hmm. that we were just so open and receptive that David Shaw organically killed it. And he we're going out. We're going to follow our compass of what we think is best. And he won out and David Shaw and you sort of do your work in advance. In other words, how do you make your fifth or sixth option sound good? Yes. To me, it sounds like uh, you and the, the girl that you were friends with in college saying, look, if either one of us are married by the time we're 35. Yeah. Then let's get hitched. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like 34 in 363 days and going, oh, crap. Right. That's going to have to happen. That's what's going on here. It's a backup plan. It is a backup plan. And and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. This is a this is a billion dollar organization that is uh, now. Now, now you can say it's a bad uh, thing that you get to that point. Yeah. Why are you having to use your backup plan? And it could be your backup to your backup. Right. We all kind of agreed that there was two coaches at the top that were tier one and you were looking for previous NFL head coaching experience that that was reported. Okay, so to me, though, there are four tiers in this entire search. Tier one was Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. Yes. I think Harbaugh was their guy. And everyone agreed on that, by the way. Right. Because things that the goalposts are getting shifted all around here. Right. I think tier two was a one person tier and it was Dan Quinn. I agree with you. Because he's you know in it now, he's got the defense down in Dallas. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's tier two. To me, tier three was always rising star, hot hot young coach that blows you away in the interview. So they only had two in that category. And it was Idro Evero and D'Amico Ryan's. That was tier three because you could sell people on it. And then tier four was David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, Jerry Rosberg. Am I missing anybody? Well, we didn't know Rosberg was in this thing right. until this past weekend. But am I missing a candidate of, like, who else is there? Like, Steve Wilkes. Um, yeah, they didn't even interview him. So it's right, like people right, they didn't interview. Right, but it's, right, like, right. it's like those guys of, like, yeah, they've done it. They've done the job. They'll probably be fine. They're not going to get behind the wheel of the car and careen it off the road. But it ain't going to excite anybody. And it's going to be a little bit of a tough sell. And it's going to feel like we settled. And it's going to feel like we had to just settle for our sixth option because, you know what, it is our sixth option. Yeah. And and, and, and that's kind of just what it is. Now, I disagree with you on the, on the tiers. Uh, we agree on the most important ones, that at the start of this thing, tier one was John Har- or Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton. Tier two was Dan Quinn. And for, for me, tier three was everyone else. I'd rather agree on the top two than, than, okay. than, than, than disagree on because on, – it's almost beside the point, in my opinion. Semantics, to some extent. Yeah, yeah, to some extent it is. But here, within the last 24 hours, within the last, really, 14 hours, uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, puts this out. 
David Shaw has ties to Broncos, a limited partner, Condoleezza Rice. During Shaw's time at Stanford, Condi would help Shaw with recruiting. Recently, Mike Kliss of Nine News identified Shaw as a potential, quote, sleeper for the job. Shaw, 50 years old, has NFL experience as an assistant, spent 12 years as a head coach at Stanford. Um, he goes on to cite that Bill Walsh coached at Stanford and wasn't hired till he was 47. I didn't quite realize that he was that age when he got hired. Um, so I learned something new there. And, of course, he, he, he cites D- Dennis Green and Jim Harbaugh as other uh, Stanford coaches to make the transition to the National Football League. But yeah, but Bill Walsh was also the offensive coordinator with the Bengals and got kind of screwed over by Paul Brown, and then he had to go to Stanford. But, okay, whatever. Okay. It's not as though he'd never been in the NFL. Florio goes on to say the Broncos have had three straight head coaches who won uh, uh, the job with no prior head coaching experience. The most recent coach, Nathaniel Hackett, was a disaster. Well, well finally got something right. Yeah. <laughs> While many think the Broncos will now lean heavily toward hiring a former NFL head coach, Shaw's experience running a major college program for a dozen years could be seen just as good as NFL head coaching experience, especially since, unlike recent former college head coaches who failed quickly in the NFL, Shaw has nine years of experience working with NFL teams. The connection to Condoleezza Rice should not be overlooked, Florio says, given that she has been directly involved with the interviews with the Denver head coaching candidates. Familiarity, James, always helps when rolling the dice on a head coach, and Condoleezza Rice has plenty of familiarity with David Shaw. What do you make of this, and why does Mike Florio have this information? Well, that I don't know. Is I mean, he just he, he, outside to some looking extent, in? He's piecing some things together okay. here, okay. right? Of There's no news out of Denver. Uh, what can I go back and look at and, and try to, you know, he's doing what we're doing. He's trying to extrapolate from the little nuggets of information that are out there and try and figure out what in the heck is going on while Robson's at the hunting lodge. So uh, <laughs> I, I I just, listen, David Shaw is a good football coach, and if he if he gets the job, Unlike what Mike Evans wants me to do, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to root for him to fail. If he does things once he gets a job that I like, I'll say I like him. Doesn't mean he was my guy, but I'll, I'll say I like him. But, boy, this this resume here is pretty underwhelming. When you lead and end with he's got connections to Condoleezza Rice, and he and Condi used to go recruit kids to Stanford. Okay, how's that going to translate to the NFL? Right. They're going to go – are they going to be out on a free agent? Uh, path just trying to get guys to come to Denver. Like, I just don't get it. He's not interviewing with any other team. He's got no interest from any of the other openings. Correct. That's a red flag to me. Um, You know, Jim Caldwell at least has NFL experience. Jim Caldwell, to some extent, we haven't heard this officially, but he has the Peyton Manning seal of approval. He won as the head coach in Detroit. Mm -hmm. That's pretty impressive. Yep. And, yes, David Shaw coached in the NFL as an assistant 20 years ago. The league was a lot different back then. And did he run a good program for the most part in, at Stanford? Yeah, he, he did. did. He did. But did he run a better program than Matt Rule ran at Baylor? No. Did he run a better program than Urban Meyer ran at Ohio State, no. Bowling Green, no. Utah, Florida? No. no. Not even close. And, and, and you bring up a point. I, I mentioned this to Drew before the show. If David Shaw has the exact carbon copy resume, exact carbon copy resume, and it's for the Sun Devils down at Arizona State, is he involved in this? I don't think that he is. No. I think his Stanford connection, while 
I don't mean to minimize David Shaw's resume because I happen to be a fan of David Shaw. And I loved his program where they're at the peak of their powers and they won a couple. He brought Stanford to the Rose Bowl. I mean, let's not totally admit it. But at the same time, if you did the same thing at Arizona State, would you be up for head coach of the Denver Stinking Broncos? No. If your last four years at Arizona State were a disaster and you walked away? No. So the number one thing he has going for him is he's got Condoleezza Rice in his cell phone? Like, that's ridiculous. That is absurd. That's why he's in the conversation. Now, I guess to some extent you can say, hey, it doesn't matter what gets you in the door. It's what you do with it, right, when you get the opportunity. If he came in and he blew him away, fine. But if that had happened, they'd have just hired him right now. He's still sitting out there as the sixth option, the backup guy, because everything else unraveled, and then we'll go hire him. So I I guess I don't begrudge the fact that the Stanford thing got him the interview. Because I do think that's why he got the interview, because he's not getting the interview anywhere else. He's not. I'm not trying to be mean. And he hasn't gotten an interview in any of these recent cycles because his program had fallen on really hard times. And that's usually what happens to you when your program takes a nosedive. You're no longer involved in the head coaching searches. And I'm going to do a bad lawyer trick here. I'm going to ask a question I don't know the answer to. But when Stanford was at their height, going to Rose Bowls, was he interviewing for NFL jobs? I don't Um, remember David Shaw being in the His name used to be in the mix. Okay. I, I don't remember him actually taking interviews. He was raised in a family. His 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 house was right next to the facility. Like, I think he was good with where he was at. But okay. I know his name did come up in past cycles. Not recently, though. I just think of the candidates, who's more underwhelming, David Shaw or Jim Caldwell? David Shaw. I think you're probably right because he's Jim never Caldwell been an NFL coach. in a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, he, and again, he had success... I mean, he didn't go to a Super Bowl or go, you know, playoffs every year with the Lions, but he had a winning record in Detroit. Yeah, which is almost hard to do. Like, what's more impressive, being in Detroit for four years and having a winning record or winning one Super Bowl with Drew Brees? Yeah, it's like, exactly over 15 years. I'm with you on that. So I think I could talk myself into Jim Caldwell more than I could talk myself into David Shaw. David Shaw is probably second to last for me. He's only ahead of Jerry Bear. Rosberg's the last of the nine. Um and and I think I think David Shaw is down again. Doesn't mean he's not qualified. Doesn't mean he's not a good football coach. Doesn't mean I won't give him the benefit of the doubt if he's the pick. But it would only be here. Yeah, it would only be here with the with this specific ownership group that has double Stanford ties. Well, and the odds uh, for the Broncos to to win the Super Bowl next year they're thirteenth in the league, which is pretty high for a team that was thirty, thirty one, thirty two in the power rankings toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If they hire Sean Payton, those may go up a little bit. I think if it's Dan Quinn, they probably stay steady. I think if it's Samiko Ryan's, Jim Caldwell, they maybe even go down a little bit because there's a, there's some more mystery there. I think if it's David Shaw, I think they plummet a, a pretty good chunk. I have a question that we could ask retroactively about these candidates that I'll explain to you here in a second. Um, but this Broncos coaching search went from fluid to confusing to whatever it is right now. We'll add it all up for you and tell you what you need to know as news of the next hire could actually break today, according to a report out there. Take a dive into all that next.